Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Yes, it's the World Cup, and depending on your tastes, either a reason to bunk off work or a reason to clock up some overtime. Pubs become horrible testosterone cages, TV schedules jostle with Love Island, and England... Oh wait, England won its first match. Anyway, we're diving headfirst into the controversial world of tech in sport this week, starting with the inclusion of the VAR system at the World Cup, but also older examples of the Hawkeye technology in cricket and tennis. Now, is this tech for the betterment of sport, or does it kill some magic slash human error that other games keep intact? Speaking of human error, perhaps the sport with the least room for any of that is Formula One, where elapsing concentration can very much result in death. Perhaps the most tech-infused sport in the world. <laughs> we'll dive into how tech is helping and hindering Lewis Hamilton and co. Anyway, joining me today to discuss all of this and more is Christina Mercer. Hello. Gulp Sean Bradley. Hi. And David Price. Hello. Kick off. Sean, you're English, so you love football. That got that out of the way. Uh, VAR, <laughs> what is it? VAR. So uh, this year, the World Cup, this is the first major international tournament where VAR, which is a video assistant referee, has made an appearance. Um, so uh, football fans may be familiar with this, as it was trialled at the FA Cup um, at various points throughout uh, the English season, um, much to the dismay of some, uh, because there's a lot of people feeling it's taking away um, some of the magic around the game, if the referee can call on bad the, magic, the bad, the bad magic. There's no magic in football. No, yeah. no. Come now. David, the phrase is magic of the cup. That is true. Yes. Um, so can't that, argue therefore, that. you are proven wrong. Yeah. So, um, what, why, well, why is it bad? What does it take away? Um, well, I think that when it was originally introduced, it was being overused. So the idea that a ref would just, no matter what the decision, he would ask the people in the room if you made the right call and it was slowing down play and all sorts of other things. But I mean, I feel like if that's the price you pay for getting a decision right, then perhaps... Something, something similar happened when in cricket, actually. I, I don't want to jump ahead, jump ahead too quickly. <laughs> no, but when they first brought in the idea of um, TV replay, TV reviews, then they just stopped bothering to interpret any runouts. Mm-hmm. And they would, every single runout, even right. if the guy was like okay. a yard out, they would still go to the TV just to make sure. You well, know. The general complaint and... Uh, hypocrisy of the modern football fan is that they will hate when a decision goes their way which then action replays which are just sort of replays that are sometimes played on telly but most most of the times now inside the stadiums will prove a refereeing decision wrong yeah yeah but then with var the idea is that you might as well use that technology to check yeah it's being used anyway isn't it 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 is yeah um so to quickly explain what exactly it is so um, as the, uh, the World Cup in, um, in Russia currently, so we have four referees who are sitting in a room. 
somewhere. I, I like to imagine it as some sort of bunker situation. It's in Moscow, and I love that they have to wear the referee kit. Yeah, they have to wear the. Yeah, so four, <laughs> I really no hope way. they're wearing shorts. Yeah, but I don't know. Four of them <laughs> sitting there, all cool kitted up. Um, full kit. And they have access to 33 <laughs> different cameras in the stadium. Cool. Um, including two dedicated offside cameras. Um, so which they can all, uh, also all four of them directly have control of these 33 cameras. So they should be able to see every conceivable angle that they can. They can move them for. around and stuff. Um, as far as I'm aware, they have, yeah, they have access to, mm. they've got a huge giant bank of TVs and they can all have a look. Um, so uh, the the inclusion of VR into the World Cup means it can only be used in four match-changing, quote-unquote, situations. So that's around goals, penalty decisions, red cards, and cases of mistaken identity. <laughs> Sounds God. a bit weird. So if anyone's dressed up like Gaucho Marx, then we'll know. Um, but so that's where I think there's a famous, um, a famous uh, sort of English game where someone was booked three times. Yeah, that's happened. Wrong players have been sent off before. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, again, wasn't wasn't well liked in England when it came in. Um, so the ref on the on the field has the final decision always, but he can be advised by the four gentlemen sitting in the bunker who, uh, you know... <laughs> it's not a bunker. <laughs> it's de- definitely a bunker. It's Moscow. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, and if you can see if he's receiving information as a ref will point to his ear in the middle of a, de- of a decision, that means he's getting intel from the um, from the room. If the four officials in the room are reviewing the footage of a decision, he'll draw a big square with his hands, um, which you will be clearly seen on the, on the on the screen. Yeah. Um, do, yes. we, do we get to hear what they're saying to him? So, so this is it. So in the Rugby World Cup, you can. Um, so when you can hear the ref talking to the people in the room, and currently you can't in the football. Well, in rugby, there's a ref mic, but in football they don't do it because there's so much foul language. Yeah. Well, in rugby, only the captain's allowed to speak to the ref, isn't That's it? That's also yeah. Yeah. usually observed, yeah. Come yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It has been used at this World Cup. I wrote down. <laughs> uh, the first VAR use of the World Cup, unless I'm t- taking away some of your thunder here. Uh, no, steal away. He does do that. Uh, no, I did not. I checked first. <laughs> uh, France were awarded a penalty against Australia. Yep. Uh, that was the first use of the World Cup. The first use in English football. No, sweet. Uh, was uh, Kalechi Iheanacho of Leicester City. Mm. Was wrongly. Uh, flagged offside for the second goal against his team's third FA Cup uh, round replay against Fleetwood and he scored and then John Moss did the whole box thing everyone got all excited and it wasn't offside so what, what's the thing that ma- so the thing that is most mistaken is that the offside is that offside probably in a yeah. game yeah because that in- is really infuriating so I think that I mean but particularly I'm- in this instance yes like, but when it when it affects goals as well yeah like he scored and they were like now nah, it's offside you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't do VAR for an offside call right well, apparently they can because the, so the part of the issue is, is that some decisions can be interpreted, um, right. and and sort of the idea of having the being on the pitch and seeing it right there, you can maybe see without getting too sort of philosophical. Maybe you can see intent, or if it really was a mistake. Um, but offside is very much was or wasn't situation. It's you either are offside or you're not. There's no debate about whether it happened, and it's the same if the ball yeah. goes over the goal line. So here, um, the uh, refs in the uh, in the bunker, still in the bunker. Um, they can make that call and inform from the decision, turn it over. Similarly, it's going to happen with red cards. So if the ref on the pitch issues a red card, 
um, the they, he can be advised if it's overly harsh by the four referees, and it can be actually be taken back during the course of the match or post match. During the course of the match, right? Because we've not seen that yet. No, and the other thing that um, will get English fans quite riled up is uh, in the Tunisia match when um, Mr. Kane was essentially rugby tackled in the penalty box yeah. by a Tunisian defender, um, which wasn't seen because what can happen actually is um, uh, if the VAR catches an off-ball foul, they can tell the ref about it so the ref on the pitch doesn't, have to, doesn't actually have to see it. He can be advised by the people in the room with the 33 cameras that something bad has happened off the ball and then the cards can be given um, sort of retroactively. Yeah. That didn't happen in the England game when there was a pretty horrendous foul on Harry Kane as he was literally mm. dragged down in a box by a guy who wasn't even looking at the ball. So apparently the 33 cameras didn't catch that one. Anyway, <laughs> um, what do the referees think of this then? Because surely it would, I mean, the, the class of things, if they make a terrible decision, they go like hate mail, yes. stuff like all these things. Surely yeah. they're for it, aren't they? If they're like, means it takes uh, a bit of heat off them. I assume a bad so. Decision. They seem pretty like ready to use the terminology. Yeah. Um, if I was them, I'd be up for it, I think. Maybe, yeah. maybe the only thing that they won't like secretly is that their decisions can be overruled. <laughs> Yes. That's true, and I guess there's a bit of learning as well. But then, yeah. if that stops them making the wrong decision, because the, if, if if the referee's been told in his ear, you want to have a look at that, can he overrule that and just say no? Yeah, uh, yeah he can. Yeah, oh, the, so he yeah. gets the final say. Yeah, yeah final say is always always with the ref on the pitch, um, which is useful. But the interesting thing then is that is that the, the review is always called for by the referee himself. Um, I think that um, or, or, or or the other referees sort of tell him because we think you got it wrong, but the players yes. never get involved in it. No, because that's interesting. Because that's unlike. That's uh, unlike cricket, cricket and tennis, yeah. and tennis, where the players can challenge it. What I really like about those systems is that players, up until the point of technology being introduced, were full of it. They were like, "Oh, you got it wrong," and then you go, "All right, are you going to risk a review then? Let's see <laughs> yeah. put your money where your mouth is." And, yeah. and it's really nice. It uses that expertise, like the batsman in cricket mm. knows whether he's hit or whatever. Use that knowledge, force him to use a review if he thinks he's not out. But it, it when that was introduced, people said that it undermined the. The, well, the umpire in cricket. Uh, I don't know what they call him in other sports. Um, <laughs> it's the umpire in tennis. Yeah, <laughs> and a re- referee in football. Yeah. Um, so you do know. <laughs> so they, well I guess I do. Um, is it, it's, it actively encourages them to say to the umpire, I don't think you got that right. Can you look again? Yeah, John McEnroe would not have had a good time with Hawkeye. No. Well, it would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would have been interesting. Um, but in this case, the footballers, they just, I don't know, it's just, I guess, more accurate it, decisions it, are being made. Yeah, it does put good, them in their but, place a little bit. Yeah. Um, and like decisions have genuinely gone gone against England in the past. I mean, obviously there's obvious stuff like hand of God. Yeah. Um, but then also Frank Lampard's going against Germany in the World Cup, yes. which clearly was like two feet over the line, <laughs> yeah. and the whole stadium gets shown the replay. But there's no rule that allows the referee to overturn it. Yeah, and that's and that's why it's. I think at the end of the day, that's why it's good that this has come in because when Frank Lampard's goal, I was actually going to bring up because he um, had his had his own opinions on. Um, when they put it to the pundits, um, that he said that you know it, it might be good or bad in certain situations, but there are definitely times when the ball again Germany 2010 Frank Lampard's goal was <laughs> was there was daylight between the ball and the line so far over the line it got replay got showed in the stadium so the entire stadium everyone could see it but it didn't stand I mean that's nuts yeah. like I mean. It, how can you take that seriously that if we're going to, you know, let that sort of thing stand? Some know? people would argue, um, purists who get annoyed with technology in football, that the sort of human error is all part of the game. They don't like that. Um, I'm not falling on one side here, by the way. I'm just sort of playing devil's advocate. Um, they don't like that sort of the, the speed of the game is taken away because sometimes these decisions can like 
be used to stall and mm. they take several minutes to come through uh, and players like don't know what's going on uh, but in that situation they would also pr- maybe say that that's why replay shouldn't get played in the stadium <laughs> right um, but it's interesting that this has now been brought onto to a um into a World Cup because you imagine it will soon just go into the major leagues as well. Yeah. But it's good because it's not just, like you say, it's just on like um, defining moments within the game, isn't yeah. it? It's not just the like general stuff like yeah. normal fouls and stuff. So I guess yeah. that would, yeah. it's not being used to everything so it shouldn't really slow down loads. No, that's true. Mm. Um, I mean, in, in the in the Colombia-Japan game that's currently on as we record, um, they didn't use uh, VAR yet, but, oh no, wait, did they? Which, so probably not. Do you still call it VAR as the general thing when Hawkeye is used in football? That's still all part of the video assistant ref. That's a good question. Um, I suppose I'm... video assistant referee is just the position, isn't yeah. it? It's just the bloke. I mean, or, um, I, mean, I mean, so Hawkeye, just so I don't get this wrong, is if the ball moves over the line or not in the goal. That's when they do that whole thing, yeah. Right. Because so, that was used in the match. Okay. And so, it, it was awarded a goal. Yeah, VAR can see that as well, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, cool. So, yeah, I imagine it's part of the same shebang. But then obviously it wasn't called on because in that, in that same match as well, spoilers, um, the... <laughs> First minute red card for a blatant handball in the penalty area, uh-huh. and the ref, I suppose, in that instance, could have called on uh, VAR yep. because the player was like, "Oh, hit my chest, hit my chest." Yeah, but the ref just gave him a red card straight away. Yes, yeah. this is partly though. This is the issue with football: is that football is such a grey area sport. So much of it is about intent. Mm. And so you're saying that it was. I may reveal again my ignorance there. But you said that he was saying it hit his chest rather than his arm. He didn't want to get sent off in his first minute of a World Cup, so he's going to say anything. (laughs) But if it hits your arm, even if it does hit your arm, if it was accidental, right? You're like looking the other way, there wasn't enough time to move out of the way. This is the thing, because slow motion ball to arm or. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 But also, the problem with slow mo replay sometimes is that everything looks deliberate when you slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you You can't sort of judge it in the correct way. That's true. But it wasn't, and it, it was a red card. And like deliberate stuff Definitely is worse deliberate. than... Yeah. But how can you know that unless you know inside the person? Yeah, you only really know in full time. And you're, Let's and it dig is, into that it, What I don't like is it takes away the gut the gut decision of the referee. And for the number of times that um, a decision is overturned by VAR, which I do agree with, there's also... I think the problem is that there's so many sort of armchair pundits and real pundits now in sport who will just argue that the referee got it wrong just because, I don't know, they support the team or they don't like the ref or whatever. Or it makes, or it makes for good television. Exactly, yeah. But a lot, yeah. Of, a lot of the skill in football is around the ref trying to mm. actually diffuse situations like that. And I think largely, controversial statement, they get a really, they get a really bad time. Yeah. Because it's a horrible, mm. it's, it's a horrible um, thing to have to do. So yeah. VAR helps, I think. Yeah, there's been, there's been some... Um, part of the other reason people are worried about it is after a goal has been scored, people want to keep that very sort of natural reaction of the goal scorer where he wheels yeah. away and celebrates. If he scores a goal, then all 22 players on the pitch turn around and stare at a screen. Oh, I think yeah. everyone's just being too picky. Yeah. Like, I think the players would rather have the goal than have it yeah. disallowed. Yes. Oh, they, they've robbed my celebration from me. <laughs> well, you won the game, so shut up. That That is pretty much... So I, I'm, I'm really it's all bleeding in together now the cricket but no it's fine that in has fact, survived I was, I was about to say actually yeah. that was a thing that you'd get a wicket and in the olden days as soon as the finger goes up so to speak um, <laughs> everybody goes crazy but now there's a small element of ooh, will the batsman review um, but it's it's still they still they still celebrate then there's another celebration after the lack of review or the review goes your way and then it's a very exciting moment when it's on the screen and the rest of it. So it, it, it's all survived. Yeah. The, the excitement wait, so they, of it. They, they, have, they have a certain amount of chances to review and then... then yeah, 15 seconds. Oh, yeah, and then... Wait, so and then they have like, oh, you can review three per... 
Uh, yeah, wait, three, it, it, varies between, it varies between competition. We it, really are just talking about cricket now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and, in the, and it's interesting because in, in the game very recently where Scotland beat England, yeah. uh, spoiler alert, uh, very <laughs> great result actually for cricket generally, um, but they tried to review, uh, Scotland tried to review at one point and he said, no, you didn't do it in time. And it was like 18 seconds oh. instead of 15 seconds and the guy would have been out as well. Yeah. Um, so they missed out, but they still beat England. Rules so, is rules. Yeah. Yeah. And rules is rules. Mm. That's always been... It's nice rules like, ooh. When it when they do it on tennis, you know they play it back. Yeah, Hawkeye. It's quite nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool I couldn't graphics. I couldn't find a good yeah, example sweet. of Hawkeye um, actually sort of really impacting a major tennis tournament. It definitely impacts maybe points and set yeah. important sets, but I couldn't find actually an example of when it has actually won someone a championship or anything. Like no championships have ever been won on Hawkeye. Yeah. Matches have, but yeah, that makes sense. Um, That's, first I, used I at Wimbledon in what year? A while ago, have a guess. Two thousand and ninety-six or something. Uh, if if I am not mistaken, it was two thousand and seven. Oh, first God. time at Wimbledon. Oh, at Wimbledon. Wow. <laughs> when, was, when was the first time it was used in uh, Test cricket in this country? Um, what do you reckon? Because obviously uh, I've looked it's it up. Two thousand six. It was already in two thousand and five, wasn't it? In, For no, the they didn't have it. In, wasn't it in really? the Ashes? What? Did they? Basically, it was. I oh, think it was. Right. It was not blanket, but the first time it was ever used on British television was by. Specifically, Channel Four. Yeah, for when they did 2005 Ashes, that was great. England versus Pakistan Test match at Lords on 21st oh. of May 2001. Hmm. It was the first time it was ever wow. used on British television. It's a long time ago. I've got them both well wrong. Yeah, but uh, am I right in saying now, David, that largely Hawkeye is actually used in cricket for LBW decisions? Yeah, that's pretty much all. I don't think of anything else it would be used because in tennis, it's obvious. It's just is yeah. it is it out? Because yeah, they yeah. use snicker for the other thing, right? Which is the audio. They, yeah, oh, to listen. I love so that. It's, honestly, it is really good for this. Yeah, you can yeah. like hear it. Did it like hit the bat or whatever before it got caught? Yeah, yeah. It's so, so good. So, what, what do you, you like... think? What do you think about the the introduction of because football? Everyone always has such a hoo ha about technology in football, but um, seemingly um, to the untrained eye, <laughs> uh, tennis and cricket have sort of taken it on, and it's a positive thing for the game. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think I'm wholly in favour of it. Yeah, there's, there's been a few um, times when it when it's been turned off effectively. Um, like the uh, what are they call the BCCI is that the right acronym? The, the Indian Cricket Board have historically been quite anti um, Hawkeye and anti DRS. Uh, partly it's like lots of political stuff in it, but also they don't really trust it. Um, and uh, you know it hasn't always been one hundred percent. There was a test series where England were playing India and they refused to um, have it in that series, and it felt really weird. And we got so used to the idea of. Is that is that an accurate um, call? Is that going to get checked? And and the fun of it, actually, I, I genuinely think it's quite fun the no, way they use I agree. all the technology. Yeah, because then um, and also after the match, you can see. I mean, it's it's not the same technology, but it's like similar. We can see like where all the balls have like like hit or yeah. whatever, and it's yeah. just yeah. like the pitch map. Yeah, like getting yeah. getting like, yeah. excited about the data and how how you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Talk about data in cricket. That's an, all another hypocrisy about football fans who who love stuff like heat maps and touch maps. Yeah, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then as soon as it's like, oh, the, if you actually have this technology, your team could win more often. They'd be like, no. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> magic of the game. <laughs> Maybe in a while after it's been like implemented for a while. Um, I think it's because it be yeah, accepted, there's so but... many football leagues, and unfortunately for people who don't like it, I do, but I know some people don't. It is the most popular sport in the world, yeah. <laughs> and it's always going to have like such a, a magnifying glass over its use. Um, I did not know that it's regularly used in Gaelic football, badminton and hurling. Sure. Mm. So, you can see badminton, it would work. Ga- yeah. what's, what's Gaelic football? Oh, it's a bit like, is it the one that's a bit like lacrosse? 
but oh. it's really violent. I was going to say, is it the one where you can like punch people? <laughs> yeah, I went into a pub uh, in North London to try and watch an Arsenal match once, and they were exclusively only showing the Gaelic football. Wow, <laughs> I trust that you uh, went along with that decision. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, excuse <laughs> this I say, is not the gunners. Put, uh, <laughs> put association football on, please. <laughs> um, yeah, and. So I suppose the other thing around the technology is the rules that are then implemented by the sporting bodies. Because like you were sort of saying, in cricket, you have to do it within 15 seconds. In tennis, you get uh, three queries per set, yeah, set and exactly. an extra one if it's a tie break. Yeah. So I suppose you have to you have to cap it somehow, otherwise players. Yeah. That's what adds to the excitement, though. The fact they only have like three, or they're on the third one. Oh my gosh, are they going to use yeah. it? Ah, oh, they're, yeah. they're using it. Like well, England are fun. playing Australia at cricket as we speak, and I follow it on my phone like the professional I am. <laughs> um, Australia burn. They only get one review in this form of cricket. Australia burn their review very early on. Mm. So we now know that for the whole of the rest of England's innings, Australia can be like. Ugh. You know, I missed that oh, one. Interesting. There was a very famous situation in, in the Ashes a few years back when um, it was quite new at that point, it feels like. Maybe, maybe it wasn't because all my guesses were wrong. But uh, England, England <laughs> played Australia and uh, Australia were using their reviews tactically. They were going through this, this phase where they were like, well, we'd try on some really weird ones. We like couldn't get them out. Um, it, it looks like a bit of a, a long shot, but let's give it a try. You know, might get a wicket. And they'd used them all up. And then Stuart Broad came in and nicked it to the wicketkeeper, although mm. they've since now uh, claimed he nicked it to second slip, but actually the wicketkeeper fumbled it and it went to second slip. Just a small thing. I'd just like to be <laughs> accurate about this. these things. Anyway, um, <laughs> he up. wasn't given out, and Australia couldn't review because they'd used up all their reviews. And then they vilified Stuart Broad and called him a cheat for not walking, which is absolutely right, ridiculous. Right. But it was a really fun aspect of it that yeah. England, on the other hand, had been very cautious with their reviews and saved them for the howlers. That's what they always say it's meant to be for. Australia had been trying to game the system, thinking, oh, maybe we'll get him out, nick him out here, just use them all up. And they couldn't get him out when he was blatantly really out. out. So is that because the Australians just thought that there might be a flaw in the technology? No, they just, they they thought maybe that they could get a 50-50 call somewhere. Right, right. Because this is the thing about the technology as well. it It has to be completely trusted. Yeah, I think I think it wasn't so much the trust aspect. It was just that at that point, people were still trying to work out tactically what the best way to use the review system was in cricket, whether you should um, you know, use it in the intended way, i.e. you're sure it, that you got it wrong and then you use it. But they weren't. They were sort of using it um, well, in a tactical way. Like they wanted to make sure they used spec- Exactly, that's the word I've been looking for. Um, like they didn't want to yeah, leave any yeah. reviews unused, and they were like, "Well, let's and kind of make just sure trying to disrupt the flow of a team who's doing well as well. Mm. Mm. There can be an aspect because sometimes that, yeah. that happens in tennis. They just call it when they know it's in, just to get a breather or something. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, that's like, yeah, like, like the sort of tactical element that adds is actually quite interesting. It maybe wasn't sort of intended at the start. But um, how many did you get in cricket? Is it per over? Per um... it's it's per innings. In okay. so in ODIs, that's the fifty over game you get one per innings okay uh, in tests you get two per innings um it used to be that they got topped up at the end of 80 overs this is gonna be so boring for anyone that doesn't like cricket it's <laughs> topped up at the spicy. end of 80 overs but they've changed it very controversially sexy um so that it doesn't get topped up <laughs> so uh, <laughs> but if it's umpire's call actually this is a whole oh god i find this stuff so interesting and it's so dull um, they build in this stuff about umpires call on LBWs. If the ball tracking technology says, oh, maybe it was in, maybe it was out, then we call that umpires call and we just go with whatever the umpire said. And it's blatantly a rule that was brought in to preserve the umpire's authority mm-hmm. and to say, no, 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 whatever you said, that's fine. We, Even though the, the technology is so accurate, 
that it could it really could work it out. But they're like, oh well, it's within a certain margin okay. of error. Um, but the, yeah, the rule is if it's within that margin for error, you now don't lose your um, review, which actually encourages right. people to go for the reviews on the on the close calls, which is not the idea. It's meant to be for mistakes. Mm. Yeah, which I think is probably positive that rug, well, rugby and now football are leaving this up to the officials to decide when to use the technology because football would be an absolute nightmare if uh, the players were allowed to <laughs> yeah. make those calls. Oh, I agree. I think that would be good. You reckon? Because they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be watch, as bolshy. They wouldn't use them all the time. But they'd they use them on like, offside calls and stuff. And... Yeah, and then they'd be gone. And they'd soon learn. It, would always, it always shakes out after a while. They learn what the best way to do I, it is. I prefer it the other way around because the players are always, always saying that the referee make got a decision wrong. Like today, the the Japanese goalkeeper spilt it blatantly right over the line off a free kick, and he was wagging his finger at the referee like, "No, you're wrong, you're wrong." Yeah, well, um, then let, let him put his money by his mouth. If yeah, well, no, no, but then they would, did. They used they used the go, review, and it was in, and so he has to just shut up now. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, I see. What you but mean. I'm saying the, the referee gets to yeah um, reinstate his authority over the game. But he's still going to wag his finger on all these other occasions which yeah. weren't even close. Um, but if he had to put his review at stake, he he would have to shut up, wouldn't he? I think. Well, we don't know. Let's have a little drum roll, and then we'll come back and talk about cars. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. VAR is only one letter different to the word car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christina, you love a bit of F1. I do, yeah. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, F1, it, it's in cars, so it has to include tech. Yeah. What is the most interesting tech being used in Formula 1 at the moment? To be honest, there's, it is obviously unbelievably different to the other sports we've mentioned. And it's in every aspect, um, you know, within the car, within, like, the NASA-style control, like, centre yeah. they have within the pit. Um yeah, you know, within the car, there's about 200 sensors in each car. Um, although the um, 
FIA, which is just a governing body, basically, yeah. has actually capped um, real-time telemetry. So it does sort of limit it. But after the after the race... Four teams. Yeah, so yeah, after yeah. the race, you can obviously like massively like analyse that. Although having to analyse like 65 billion data points <laughs> is not exactly going to be <laughs> yeah. exactly a light job. Mm. Um, but, you know, the FIA also hasn't got any regulation on how many data scientists you can have. So they could, you know, the wealthier, okay. the wealthier okay. team can employ, aka... You know, Mercedes can employ yep. as, as many um, uh, data scientists as they want. Um, speaking about wealthier teams, well, Mercedes also like creates the engines and sells them to. Uh, I can't remember what other um, teams have them, but a few have Mercedes engines, and they they get all the data from that. Right. Um, but anyway, looking at specific technology, um, one of them which is quite interesting, which was launched in two thousand nine, is KERS or K E R S. Uh, yeah, KERS. Um, so that's yeah, kinetic energy recapture system so i mean obviously if you drive you'll know that when you if you're driving at a, well i mean these are driving at like 200 miles an hour and then you break before a corner you're going to lose a lot of kinetic energy so the idea with this bit of technology is that it can be stored um i think about 60 kilowatts of, of energy can be stored and then sort of pushed back in like refilter through into the car right. set not you know sort of creating a slight hybrid style so um that's pretty pretty good and pretty useful um there's also DRS, which is used. Yeah, DRS is re- really popular. It can only be used on certain parts of the track, so on straights, basically. Um, basically, the cars are built so that you can still accelerate around corners at high speeds and you're stable. And DRS is just... Um, drag reduction system. Yeah, drag reduction system, sorry. It basically means that when you're on a straight, you can regain some seconds by um, opening a flap like on the rear left or something yeah, it's on the rear wing flap yeah, yeah. and then that will mean <laughs> i love the rear wing flap <laughs> he's been really technical i'm really, really blase about it. some <laughs> some flap open and then you can go faster mm-hmm. so you, you i mean you're obviously not like loads faster but if there is I mean, the, between cars there's normally like you know 10 yeah tenths of seconds so. it just gives you a little bit more speed to actually make a safe pass exactly yeah, yeah. so i mean on certain tracks you wouldn't even you know city tracks you wouldn't even really get to use that because they're yeah. so tight anyway there's n- no space to overtake um that's why like the technology you guys are describing in terms of like um match decisions technology to use that um it wouldn't really work on f1 because then isn't normally like nose to nose cars <laughs> going across the finish line mm. um but yeah so drs that sometimes though. horse racing oh, I mean, nature's genuinely cars <laughs> genuinely. the original vehicle has that, has that never happened in a, in like a formula one i don't know if it's never happened i imagine it will have done but like a photo really thing, they're mm. well they know lap times because of um tech yeah true so like <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't yes. you wouldn't use cameras yeah, yeah you wouldn't no. need cameras you would automatically like say if it was that close but genuinely generally they're not cars, they're yeah. not that they're not that close no. um I mean, they're close in terms of like still less than a second, yeah. but not enough that, you know, they go through at the same time. Um, there was actually a bit of tech that got banned. I think it was used in the 90s, putting it out there. Not banned too sure. before the 1994 season. There we go. Um, you're all about the facts, all of it. He's on it. Uh, no, he's good. Um, basically, this, so it's active suspension. Yeah. Um, and the idea was that the suspension system sort of fed loads and loads of data about the conditions of the road. And then it could make... Um, it could sort of adjust the suspension to match. Yeah. Um, it was used in no, go on. Alan Prost's championship winning car in 1993. The Professor? The Professor, yeah. Yes. But there's always the argument now is that like he wasn't actually technically as brilliant as some of the other drivers, but he had a car exactly. that was massively technologically and better. And that's, that's like, that, that's like what people say when 
they're talking about F1. They're always yeah. like, oh, is it the driver or is it the car? Well, and that's the big debate. Yeah. But in this instance, it was judged to have been yeah. the car. It was the car in this <laughs> yeah. instance, yeah. How would you feel about them replacing the human drivers with amazing robots? Different, maybe in a different yeah, sport. different sport. I think I'd like to watch that. That was an incredible segue. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> I just think it'll be amazing. That would be good. And then they'd be playing cricket at the same time. It's just <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah, what about robot sure. cricket, though? Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. the magic of the game? I don't approve that message. No. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about danger. No, but oh god, that's classic David taking away the danger. <laughs> Mr. Health and Safety. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mr. Health and Safety. That's my wrestler now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it got it got, um, banned, got banned. Yeah, so sort of talk of bringing it back. Yeah, they are talking about bringing it back. Yeah, well, they were talking about bringing it back for 2018's Grand Prix, but it's not been brought back. So hmm. maybe next year's. Maybe. But um, yeah, I think the the tech is quite a lot of the tech is sort of behind the scenes and unbelievably complex. But those sort of like the standout ones that you can see like quite like impact quite a lot. Um, it's always a bit of a. Difficult uh, debate with F1 as well because obviously, yeah, back in the 50s, it was just blokes in cars, get in the car, and then if he doesn't crash, <laughs> you on can him. chat to him at yeah. the end about how it went. No radios or anything, but because so many people died, technology yeah. was brought in to make it safer, and now it's now it's perceived as a competitive advantage mm. because there's so much money in the sport. But really, if you take half of this technology away, it's actually a lot unsafer. Yeah. Radios, cameras in the cars. Yeah, yeah, so many sensors though. For example, I think it was a couple of years back, there was um, the uh, pit was telling, so Mercedes was telling Lewis Hamilton while he was out, oh, you need to, there'll be a box, box, you need to pit, you need to come into the pit. And he's like, why? There's nothing wrong, the car's fine. Like, And obviously Lewis Hamilton doesn't want to go into the pit, it's going to lose him seconds. Yeah. Um, and they were like, no, come in, you've got a puncture. And he was like, it feels fine. And then he did have a puncture. Mm-hmm. So like, you need that data to know, because that's not safe. And you need, you need, you know, the, the technology there to be able to, uh, detect something before you, the driver knows. Mm. So it's just that added a, a element of safety there as well. But then, I, I'm not sure, but then is that going back to my point that some people would say that that's given them a competitive advantage? Yeah, and, you know, Mercedes is, is uh, you know, Mercedes and Ferrari and Red Bull actually now are like the the, the most um, wealthy teams and it does seem kind of harsh on the the less wealthy teams because they can have like the better engines and they can, for example if they are using mercedes engines they can see all their data and that gives them another sort of strategic mm. advantage over them um so and you know you see bottas he came from williams which is actually struggling this season um and now he's in mercedes and you can see that he in my opinion is not the best driver in he's a not. really good car <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of annoying because you're like you shouldn't be there someone who is better I mean, he'll never do it, but Ricardo in a Mercedes yeah. would be absolutely phenomenal because it is a, a really good driver in a really good car. Whereas it did sort of show Bottas not the best driver doesn't, doesn't in a really, really good car. Really now he's doing well. It doesn't really happen in Formula One anymore. They don't really put two. No, genuinely, they want title. a one and a two. They yeah. don't want the com- competitive aspect. It's really annoying. Can't be asked with it. Yeah, it, that is one of the things that's anno- annoying to me. Um, for example, like my boyfriend will is a Mercedes fan and he's a Lewis Hamilton fan, but he will support Bottas so much. And it's just like, you're annoying me because <laughs> you only want that. So Mercedes have got one, two. It's not because you want the better driver yeah. to come through. Because so. you uh, went to the British Grand Prix last year. Yeah, I went you with Mercedes last year. Yeah. And you, but you have interviewed William CTO, have you not? Oh, uh, yeah, CIO Graham Hackland. CIO, yeah. my yeah. bad, my bad. Because he was talking a lot about the big data, right, and how it's used. Yeah, and to be fair, Williams has got some really interesting stuff going on. Um, they all do, obviously. But um, yeah, it's Graham Hackland's really, really interesting um, guy, actually. And it's just sort of hard to comprehend how much 
insight they can get from data, but how difficult it is to get that insight. Right. And it's basically sort of like the data race. Like they're all trying to race to get the as much insight as possible. Um, and it's essentially like it's, I don't know, it seems too big for a, any team, yeah. really. Mercedes are winning, though. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do, you, do you guys follow follow motorsport or any, or any implementation of technology in, well, yeah, vehicle? Yeah, I, I, like, I like Formula One. I don't follow it as much as I used to, but um, yeah, it's it, the, the way that money's changing it is, I mean, kind of unavoidable, I guess, because it's such an expensive sport to sort yeah. of run anyway. But just the you know the, the fact that the, the wealthier teams do just tend to do better because they just have more resources throughout it's the car. The same in football. Yeah, I think what was the uh, what's the other motorsport where they give everyone the same car? Exactly as Formula something. Am I making this up? You're all looking at me like I'm know. nuts. It's just that's my ignorance, not yours. Let's just say yeah. Formula E. Formula E. Why not? Um, and then also that's the electric cars. Yeah. 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 Right. There was also Bernie a while ago who was talking about randomly throwing water onto the track in the middle of Bernie Eccleston. Oh, he's an idiot. He, yeah. That, what, what an idea! Just people throwing buckets of water across the track as people are driving past, and <laughs> simulating rain. Oh Can I have the God. water sponsored? Machiavellian. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. water Change diet. They're really trying hard, though, to sort of like uh, debunk that sort of myth that there's a, that, you know, there's a favourite team. Because sometimes it does, you know, you, you think, oh, that team's just doing so well. Like, they're not having any of the breakdowns that this other team's having. And I know there was with um, the tyres, Pirelli tyres there, they used to just get hand them out. And then um, to the teams. Like candy. Like, yeah. And then they were saying, oh, well, are they getting better tyres on that team? Are they giving them a little bit of money? Are they getting worse tyres on that team? Because they've not got enough money to give them a bribe. I mean, not saying that they have. But, um, <laughs> so then they started doing what well, they've got to go collect the tyres from like a random selection of tyres. So, yeah. Nice. Right. So they're trying to get rid of that right. sort of aspect. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why Formula 1... Well, I do know why it gets such a... Um, such a bad rep for the sort of inclusion of money and technology in sport. But it's one of those things where I think it's inherent secretive nature yeah. is is under more scrutiny than any other sport. I was like, well why can't you tell us this? I was like, well if we tell you then everyone knows and then Yeah. Yeah. Like like you don't you don't tell the opposite the opposition's uh, manager before a football match exactly how you're going to set up and what minute you're going to make subs in. Yeah. Um but that's I why think- they the a couple of years ago they 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 disallowed you to um speak to the driver about anything other than like it couldn't be a technical issue it, and it could only be like if you need to pit or anything to do like something around like changing your tires or whatever yeah. um and then uh, i know david coulthard was massively against this because it you know it, it meant that because he loves it now he loves it yeah and lewis hamilton for example was like stuck on like i don't know l- like l- l- gear 18 oh, yeah. level 7 mode 6 and it was like they couldn't tell him that he needed to be in Gear six mode nineteen yeah, and level like, two. Yeah, I remember that. Do you know like, what I mean? Like, like, like that's, that's what it's like. Exactly. So he doesn't know either. He's he's the driver, and he he, he on his key, um, the keyboard, the steering, steering wheel. wheel <laughs> there's all these buttons and stuff, and like if he or maybe he only needs to move from one mode to another, and it means yeah. pressing one button. But they they weren't allowed to tell him that. He so like, he just he was had like, to. What mode? What mode? He's just, just losing power. Yeah, I'm losing power. I'm losing power, and it's just like you know we're not allowed. He was quite heated, wasn't he? It's like you know we know you know we're not allowed to say it. I think they brought it back now. I think they're all right. I think they're. Yeah, this that season, seems, I think that seems can, stupid. Yeah, I think that seems stupid. And they were like, "Oh no, it's because it gives people an unfair advantage." It's like, no, it, it really doesn't. Like, I think that's fine. Yeah, if it's, if it's if a they're team all effort. doing it, if they're, of all the cars are getting that information, it's fine. Yeah. Also, if it's a team effort, you think that the team and the driver should be able to communicate about yeah. almost anything that like. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's all it's all public, isn't it? I find that quite interesting. That the, yeah. when when you're talking to me on the radio, we can all hear it. Yes. Yeah. That's also that the fact, though, because that has to be audited by the the broadcaster that's never live 
Because yeah. when they, when they yeah. swear, they they, beep, swear they, a lot. they swear they beep it out, and that's just actually I know it looks cool, like it was um, like it's live radio, yeah. but it's just another thing to make you feel like oh, the illusion shattered. When I was there, I was in because they just handpick the most exciting things to yeah. show the listener and then beep out. But at, at least in theory, it's all getting heard by somebody. Yes. Yeah. So if they were doing oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not secret. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I was in the um, pit when I went with Mercedes, and like you know the people you see at the back with the headphones on. Yeah. I was there, and then but you could hear literally every single person's radio, and it was like. Like the whole time, and I was just like, I'm scared. Like it was just too many people talking at once. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. But then you take the headphones off, and all you hear is like, you're like, I'll put them on, I'll put them back on. <laughs> it's quite a stressful environment. What about cycling? Ooh, because that seems like one where there's a bit too much technology. What technology is in cycling? I don't, I don't know anything about it. Oh yeah, I suppose there is pharmaceutical technology, but there's uh, there's um, what do they call it? Mechanical doping. So they're all is in that theory. On oil. What? Is that robots on bikes? <laughs> no. Is it oil on your chain? No, it's it's when the bike Don't is partly motorised. It's like the most, sure, uh, most, most mind blowing thing. Really? They're cycling along and there's a little engine somewhere and it's like helping them along. You what? Know? I didn't know that Isn't was that a the thing? baddest thing you've ever imagined. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I feel like cycling is is going a bit too far because. <laughs> Um, the bikes cost thousands and thousands of pounds and you know just get a bike they should all just have the same bikes they should just hand them out like yeah. a, like a kids Alfred. party yeah. or whatever you know, here's the seven bikes well like when you go go-karting and one person's is obviously way better than everyone else's yeah that's what it's fun mine's always terrible obviously that's yeah. why, it's why, laser, why I come last <laughs> at laser quest at laser quest I always get the vest that, um, the gun rather that doesn't work I bet you get the vest that doesn't work yeah. that'd yeah, be that, why I can't ever shoot you that, 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 here we go every week though David <laughs> <laughs> We should do that. We should actually write that down. Let's not do that. <laughs> write that down. So I was going to say, yeah, I mean, cycling's a good example, but um, before we wrap up, are there any other sports that you would like to see less tech in or more tech in? Because I know we, we are inclined to support the technological side of things, but we haven't entirely said that it's a good thing. Hmm. I think that, I mean... I think it's a good thing. Actually. Yeah, I mean, particularly for something on the scale of the World Cup with football, for example... I mean, again, England versus Germany, 2010, Frank Lampard's goal. Clearly in, everyone in the stadium oh knew it was in. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah, I'm not hung up on this. <laughs> back off. But, you know, if the goal's clearly in and they can show a replay where it's clearly in, then what are you doing? What do you mean it's not allowed? What's going on? But it's, it's, it's been uh, necessary for the technology to catch up with the ideal, though, mm. because, I mean, people will still debate today whether or not Jeff Hurst's hat-trick goal went in in the World Azerbaijani Cup. linesman. Yeah, very generous. <laughs> but because the, the, because the replays there are in black and white, and it's you can't tell. It's so blurry. Like it's probably ironic, went in. It? They're in black and white, but you can't tell. That's a good note to. All right, so there's two. Like, my last thing. There's two different kinds of technology, and there's technologies like we were mostly talking about, where it's like working out if something is right or not. I like that. Yeah. You know, getting the correct interpretation of the rules. But what I don't like is technology making people better at things. So you don't um, like Formula One? Yeah, you wouldn't like that. I, I kind of don't. But like, coming back to cricket, there's the modern bats you have where yeah. the sweet spot is much bigger and people can hit it further. Yeah. And, that, and these technologies only ever seem to benefit the batsman, by the way, in cricket. Um, and they're now going to get virtual reality uh, headsets they can get prepared before they come out to bat so they can visualise the bowl and all this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the idea of it taking away from the skill that's required mm. by the participant. I think cricket's got a good balance, though, actually. Cricket's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, God. But then also, I mean, ignoring his other crime, what about Oscar Pistorius? Um, <laughs> no, no, let's just, let's put that to one side. But then the fact that he... I think he'd like us to do that. No, technology allowed him to compete at the same level as people with actual legs. Beyond, well beyond. Yeah, so that, you, you're in favour of that. Less in favour of his second most famous deed. 
uh, you seem to have maneuvered me into a place where I have to. That was well maneuvered. Yes, but like that's technically. Technically, mm. giving him a competitive advantage. Well, we see what I wouldn't like because he's rich. Maybe, maybe this mm. is uh, uh, maybe this is true. I don't know a lot about um, Paralympic events, I'm afraid. But if there were multiple people with the same disability and they had different standards of uh, prosthetic, and meant that some of them were just faster than the others mm. because they had then that is... better sponsors, then that's a bit crap, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like that. Um, yeah, I like because. Uh, and that's a kind of like Formula One in terms of money, isn't it? Yeah. The number of times I've said the word cricket today is just ridiculous. Like a really fast but <laughs> the ideal of cricket is some kid on the streets of um, Calcutta picking up a, an old bat and then whacking a ball. And it should be that simple at grassroots. And yeah. once you get to that level where you have to have a particular piece of equipment to compete, it gets a bit sad, in yeah. my opinion. But mm. there you go. Well, Aww. stood a bit of debate there. Uh, J- Japan uh, just beat Colombia. And that third goal of the match. Did not require any technology. So, sport's the real winner. <laughs> Yay. Sports. Uh, thank you all. That was good. Um, yeah, we should be back next week. Uh, we're approaching episode 100, so get your ideas on a yes. postcard for whatever we're going to... You gonna... can have champagne. <laughs> Just get ratted. Yes. yes. <laughs> did you do that one? We, I had five we glasses before a podcast on, so it was nice. Bloody hell, really? Yeah, it was like 11 o'clock as well. Charlotte G was in that one. She was absolutely Yeah, hammered. That's what I threatened to murder our uh, editorial director. Oh, huh. uh, with yeah, your big hands. With my big hands, yeah. Murder hands. Murder big, hands. Big hands is a competitive advantage in the sport. <gasps> that is true. That's why I was so, Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so good at it. The body. Leverage. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, see you again next week. Uh, enjoy the World Cup. Thanks, everyone. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.